not all challenges are created equal. If you caught my last podcast episode, you heard me talking about why I believe challenge launches and challenge funnels are one of the most effective ways to launch your product or service online today. But in this episode, which is part two of a three-part series, I'm going to share with you how to pick a challenge that's actually going to get you results. Because if you don't know these main things, these I've got three big things you need to keep in mind when you're picking your challenge, there's a really good chance that your challenge is not going to be nearly as effective as it could be. But if you understand these three things, it's going to make everything so much easier and you're going to get a higher conversion rate in the end. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's dive right in. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. So the first thing that you need to know about picking a challenge that you can invite people to do for free for you is to keep it incredibly simple. I think that the temptation is to show, like give people too much to do. For example, I once did a challenge for an ebook. Yes. Back when I was selling ebooks in a big way, it was all about how to set up a website, how, like what to write on every single page, how to do basic SEO stuff, how to get hosting. And like, it was, it was a really great ebook. It had a ton of information in it. And I wanted to do a challenge to promote and launch this ebook for the first time. So my thought was to help them do some sort of like website assessment and optimization. It wasn't a huge chunk of the content, but my thought was, okay, I'll do like a five to seven day challenge that has all these different tasks in them because it was still only a tiny part of the book, but it would give them a good taste of what they could expect. Now, when I got to doing this, I'm like, okay, I'm like writing out what to do every day. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of work. Like this is going to take them an hour or more to complete every day. And it felt like too much. Like I knew that if I had continued structuring a challenge in that way, that participation would fall off because they just don't have the time to do that every single day. And so I took a completely different approach. And this is where I learned this lesson and how well it worked is I made it incredibly simple for them to complete the tasks each and every day. In fact, my goal was that they could complete the task in five to 10 minutes per day and have something that they could share in our group and engage with our group and either get feedback from them or post what they got. So it would not only allow them to do it, but it would encourage them to engage back in our group again, where we are holding this challenge. And they could do it all within five or 10 minutes, because that way they could check in, they could do it, they could move on with their day. And it wasn't going to be painful. It wasn't going to be a struggle. And that changed everything for me. In fact, I found that by keeping the challenge incredibly simple, participation stayed really, really high. So you want to be really careful when you are trying to pick a challenge for your group that you're not giving them tasks that are going to take a very, very long time to complete or even more than 20 to 30 minutes to complete because it's harder for people to find 20 to 30 minutes every single day than it is to find five to 10 minutes maximum every single day. And it feels so much more 
it just feels good to be able to mark it off and say, boom, I did that. Wow, it's done. That wasn't so bad. Because when you keep it simple and you keep it short, it's easy for them to complete and mark it off their to-do list. And there's something incredibly satisfying about that. And it shows that you know how to break things down into easy to complete tasks. It's so much easier to say, here's 10 tiny tasks to do, than here's one monstrous task to do with lots of different steps in it. Because you can complete each of those tiny tasks and you get that little taste of satisfaction every time one of them is done. So I'm going to encourage you to keep things incredibly simple. So I was going to have them completely write a full homepage for this thing because it was just one page and it was just the tiniest part of this ebook that I was going to give. But instead, I had them just focus on a, like four or five elements of the homepage and how to improve those four or five elements. And one of the days even was just filling out a simple assessment of like, does your website have these things? And they would get this numerical score at the end so they could compare to other people. And it was like out of 100 points so they could see where their website ranked on this little assessment that I made. And that was very easy for them to complete. And it was really fun for them because it showed them what kind of gap they had in front of them like to make improvements, which was really cool. So that's what I did there with my 1K Weekend Challenge. It couldn't be easier. It's literally learn the information you need to know, post the script, and then book the clients. Like that's, is, it was so simple. It doesn't take them long to do. It does take them some time to go through the videos, but like I explained to them in the challenge, they need to understand those things. Otherwise, the clients who want to book them aren't going to want to work with them because they need to understand how it's different and they need to be able to explain exactly what it is. So number one, keep your challenge as simple as possible so that they can complete it really quickly and easily, okay? The second thing you need to do when you're picking a challenge for your business is to make sure it actually gets some meaningful results, right? So if you were doing a finance course and you were just having them track their expenses for a day, there might not be a lot of meaning. Like anybody can do that, but it doesn't really change any of their beliefs or get them a huge tangible result that they can see and feel happy about in a short amount of time. Like maybe over time, that's a huge win, but you need to get them something that is meaningful to them in a short amount of time. So the one challenge I was telling you about with the website stuff, it helped them optimize their home, like a few sections of their homepage that made a big difference overall. And they felt like they had accomplished something really big. All right. And then for the 1K weekend, it's awesome. It's a super fast thing that gets them $1,000 in a weekend and two new clients. And that's massive for photographers. And it's very meaningful to them because it shows them that clients are out there. They get inquiries and bookings faster than they ever do on their own. And it's really meaningful to them. And so you need to make sure that the challenge, the results that come from your challenge are going to be very meaningful to them. And obviously, and I'm, I'm not, I should mention this, but it should get them some sort of result. So yes, it needs to be meaningful, but it actually should work. If, if your challenge doesn't work, like if you're going to teach somebody how to get 10,000 Instagram followers in the next five days and it doesn't work, it's going to undermine everything that you're doing for your course because they're going to say, well, if this didn't work, why would I want to buy a course that I pay money for that? She says works, but doesn't because this didn't work. So that won't work. So you got to be really careful that 
what you're doing is actually going to get them results and that those results are meaningful. So again, just to repeat, the first thing to keep in mind is it's got to be really simple and fast to complete on a daily basis. And then second, it's got to get them meaningful results. So it's got to get a result and that result actually has to mean something to them and get them excited. Okay. So the third thing that you need to keep in mind when you are picking a challenge for your launch or your funnel is that you want this to create desire for your product. So when we were going through the website one and I was explaining how to do the different things and people are like, that's great, but how do I do my about page? Or what do I put on my pricing page? Or what what other pages do I need? Or how do I get this to show up in Google? Like it created desire to do more. Like they just had this momentum building and they started seeing results and better, more inquiries or whatever else. And now they wanted to go through and give their entire website a facelift. So it built great desire for them to get this ebook to learn how to do that. For the 1K weekend, it was huge because they come in, they don't even know what personal brand photography is when they come in. They just see that they can get clients doing photography, doing this new kind of photography. So they, they go through a big desire change. So they desire to know what it is. And then once they know what it is, they desire to know how we're going to do this in a weekend. So then they learn how to do this in a weekend and they do it. And then they book their clients. And now they're like, but how do I plan the session with them? And what do I do now? Like, what do I send them now that they're booked? And they get all of these new questions that are exactly the kind of questions that my course answers right at the right time. So it shows them what they don't know, or it creates questions in their mind that they didn't even have a week earlier. They weren't asking, how do I care for my personal brand photography clients? And you know, what emails do I send them now? Because they didn't have any. So my course was less relevant to them before doing the challenge. But after going through the challenge, not only is it more relevant It's exactly what they need and now they desire to have it because they have these clients. They see that the market is really growing and it's, I honestly believe it's the future of professional photography that anyone who wants to do that professionally is going to need to work with online entrepreneurs and influencers if they want to make money on a long-term basis and have a salary in this because that's who I see needing this the most because, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to do it myself. I have more money than I have time at this point in my life. And I'm building a team. I want to outsource stuff so that I can be the CEO and the leader that I want to be and really lean into the things that I'm best suited to do. And so I want to hire out people to do all the stuff that I don't need to be doing myself that they can do better than me. That's why I hire my photographer to come four times a year to get a bunch of photos because I get to be in them then. And then I have a steady stream of images that I can use year round anywhere I need to use them online. It's just awesome. So you want to make sure that your challenge is creating desire because if you are giving them the main information that they want, so let's say you're doing a summit. That's a good example of it because I think it's a little different than a challenge, but like in an online summit, you have lots of speakers who give tons of information in a very short amount of time. And so if you're trying to upsell something on the back end of that, they might already have too much. Like they've got all that info. They didn't get through all of it. They haven't implemented all of it yet. So they don't need more at that point. They've already got what they need to get started and that's enough. So if your challenge is giving them too much stuff and too much information, or if it's giving them a massive chunk of your course or your product or your process, 
they might just say, well, I've got what I need. I don't need that, you know? And it's possible that there were people who went through my 1K weekend, I'm sure there were, who said, oh, I've got these clients. I get this. I don't need the course. I can figure it out on my own. And they absolutely can, and they can keep going. But I can talk about how my course can basically give it to them so much faster. Like my course is less about passing on knowledge and more about giving them done for them types of resources to implement this very, very quickly so that they can get off and running as quickly as possible. And it can help them know how to find their ideal clients and book them much easier than them trying to figure it out on their own. And so your challenge has to create desire for your product and not overwhelm them with so much stuff that they don't want to take your product or they don't want to buy your product or service. In addition, you want to make sure that they actually complete your challenge because if they don't get through all of it, they're not going to sign up for your course because they couldn't even keep up with the challenge, which is another reason why you want to keep it simple. So these are the three things, again, I'm going to repeat them, that you want to keep in mind as you are creating a challenge for your launch or your funnel. So number one is to keep it super simple. And so however many days you do it, you know, I I think there's some flexibility here. Mine's a, basically it's a seven day challenge, but they don't actively do something until the last couple of days. When I did my website one, can't remember if that was a five or seven day challenge, but I would be hesitant to go more than seven days because it's gonna be hard to hold their attention for all of those days. Like the more and more days that go on, the more and more drop-offs you're going to have. And so I think a five to seven day challenge is kind of an ideal length because it gives them lots of opportunities to come back to you and re-engage with the challenge with you. It makes it easy to do and it's easy to do anything for five to seven days and get her done basically. So keep it simple so they actually do it because if it's complicated, they won't finish the challenge and then they won't buy your course or your product. So that's number one, keep it simple. Number two is it's got to get results and those results have to be meaningful to them. Like if they don't care about the results, then it doesn't matter. And then number three, your challenge should create desire for your product and shouldn't over like give them so much stuff that they don't need your product. You definitely want it to show that knowledge gap, like show them what they don't know and how your course can fill that gap for them so that buying your course or your product or your service or whatever it is you're selling is an absolute no-brainer for them. All right. So if you found that helpful, I'd love it if you would share it with a friend, if you'd leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, all those good things. I mean, if you really want to earn bonus points from me, you can take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, post it on Instagram and tag me at Jamie M. Swanson. That would make me super happy. Let me know what you think about the episode. And then In our next episode, we're going to finish up this series, this three-part series on challenge launches and challenge funnels. And I'm going to tell you exactly what the three phases are for each successful launch, because our focus has to shift over these three different phases, because if it doesn't, you're not going to get the same results that you should. And so I'm going to explain what the three phases are what you need to keep in mind during each of them so that you can have the most successful launch you have ever had. That's my goal for you. Can't promise it, but I genuinely believe that challenges are one of the best ways to really get a successful launch. And so I'm going to share those three things with you and finish up our series. So if that sounds good to you, subscribe so you don't miss it. Let your friends know about it. And I will see you in the next episode. 
Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen all you need to do is go to getthepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is getthepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.